Did you know that Can We Be Real's first birthday is coming up in the middle of May? And we wanted to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And also, there's a birthday present that you can give to us, and it's absolutely free. You know that follow button on either Apple or Spotify? 63% of the audience who listens to this podcast have not hit that button yet on either of those platforms. And our goal is to get that down to 50% so that we have at least 50% of our audience who have hit follow on either Apple or Spotify. This helps us move up the charts. It helps us to grow, which means we can invest more money in making this podcast even bigger and better in our second year. So if you can help us reach our goal of 50% of the audience, that's another 13% of you who listen right now, hitting that follow button on Apple or Spotify to help us to continue to grow, that would be the best first birthday present ever. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Can hey. we be real? How are you? Yeah, very good. Good. How's your hay fever? Anyone got hay fever? No. Oh. Why, why have you got hay fever at this time of the year? I'm just getting it really bad in Melbourne. I, I always do. Me and Jacko, my big dog, he gets it. He has to take his claritine. Is it the pollen? Is it the, you know, on the grass? The Depends. I must be, you know, you're allergic to some things and not others. So some days mm. it's not bad. Well, it's all the cats that you have. No, it's not them. Not my little babies. Really? No, God, no. Because when they're, when they're molting or whatever, they're yeah. hairy. Oh, they're... Sometimes it's hairy. Believe me. Sometimes yeah. the house is hairy. But no, I don't, they don't make me sneeze. No. God bless them, little darlings. Um, <laughs> I learned a new word the other day from my children. In fact, it's mm. funny you should bring up the cats because I thought I knew what the word meant and I threw it around about one of the cats and they were like, oh, Jesus, no, no, you're not using the word right. Um, the word is zesty. Zesty? Yeah. Do you know what zesty means? Zesty, like as in, uh, I'm thinking it's a, like a food description. Yeah, but no, think of it as throwing it at a person. So you know Marcella, our cat who does some shits in the lounge room sometimes? Zesty. That's what I said. And she she also, um, she's also... Always, she's looks like she's always looking for mischief. She just right. like her tail is always whipping. Yeah, Chella, and and you'll look at it, and she'll just be standing there, and she'll just be like just looking around, tail whipping. She's got this look on her face, and I go, oh god, oh god, she's looking for something naughty to do. She's, mm. I can just tell she's thinking, what can I fuck up? What can I? do? do? What can I go and just tear? Can I? She loves to just tear a whole roll of toilet paper down and then just rip it all, rip it to shreds, you know, around the house. Just ruin your life. She loves, she's just cheeky, naughty girl. And I said to Dali, 
I said, oh, she's zesty. Is she zesty? Because I'd heard them saying zesty around the house. Yeah. I go, Margie, she's zesty, right? She's mm. zesty. And mm. Dali goes, oh, God. No, Mum, she's not. My child's not zesty, Mum. And then I, could, I heard Louie upstairs go, what, 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 what? That's what they do. They do that to me all day long. If I'm chatting with one of them in one corner of the house, the other one half hear, he will hear a word or something or they'll go, what, what? Don't want to miss out. What's yep. she saying? And I said, and then the other one goes, nothing. And they go, yeah, what is it though? What? And nothing. And I'll go, zesty. I'm saying zesty. And he's going, why? Why is she saying zesty? <laughs> and Dali's going, doesn't matter. She doesn't know what it means. Anyway, so finally he came downstairs and I said, I said Marcella is zesty. Is she? <laughs> and he goes, and he screwed up his face and he looked at Dali like, Marcella's zesty? And she goes, I know, I told you. And I told her, she's not, Marcella's not zesty. She can't be zesty. And I said, well, what is zesty then? What is it? And he goes, oh. Louis said, it's people who seem gay. Ah. And I said, oh, my God, I'm zesty. Don't you think? People have always said, I'm zesty. Like, they've said it in different ways. That doesn't so, allow yeah. saying there's someone in here who's zesty. Michelle Laurie. Yeah. So what do you mean? So people always say to you, like, oh, are you a, a I said a to lesbian? them, I said, no, gay as in, I said to them, I think you mean camp. camp. I said, I think, because they used it in context a few times, and I said, oh, my God, I think you're saying camp. And people have always said I'm camp. Mm. So I think I'm zesty. And they're yeah. like, oh, God, you're not zesty, mum. You can't be zesty. And they're trying to define it for me and they're going, no, it's an insult. At their school, it was an insult. People would go, oh, God, you're so zesty, oh. meaning you, you're acting like you're gay, but that's not a good thing. And I'm like, how can it not be a good thing? And I was getting camper and camper the more we talked about it. And I was going, it's a fabulous thing. It's a, I, I'm zesty and I don't care what you say. I'm going to be zesty. And then I just have been using the word a lot. And they're just like, God, stop saying this. You're using it the wrong way. No, I'm not. I'm just changing the way. Okay, so uh, interesting though. I would have thought that kids these days in school being zesty mm. would be a really cool thing, no, or a positive thing. So no. being and, and let's so being gay mm. right now in 2023, 2024 is still bad for school kids. Oh, it's as it's seen as a negative. There's still a lot of homophobia. There's wow. still, I mean, I think there's, there are. That's sad, isn't it? Unlike, yeah, definitely. Unlike when we were at school, I don't know about oh, you. Oh, it's horrible. There were no out kids. Yeah, Peter Wells, this one kid, and That's I, right. and we all watched him, and we went, "What a brave little guy!" Right, because well, we hard. weren't thinking little guy; we were just thinking, "What a brave guy!" Yeah. But bloody hell, did he, we were at a Catholic school, and he just got pounded and pounded and oh. pounded by every group, beaten up. Yeah, he was the joke. Peter Wells, that name was a name that was associated with negativity. Yeah, 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 yeah. How bad. Yeah. Even school teachers, actually, to be honest with you, yeah. were, were kind of in on the negativity around it. Well, ours was Michaela, a girl called Michaela, and she, from the minute I arrived at high school, it's like the other girls, I went to a girls' Catholic school, and it's like the other girls passed down the message, oh, we all put shit on Michaela. Like, we literally spit on Michaela. Mm. And absolutely torture her, torment her. We call her a lezo. We do all those things. So she was a few years older than me. Mm. I don't want to use her surname, but um, but sure enough, and I sort of, yeah, I didn't participate, but I certainly witnessed it. And um, years later, maybe 10 years later, I remember I was living in Brisbane and I went out to my mailbox one day and pulled out a flyer and it was for a show called Dyke Diatribe starring Michaela. 
And wow. I, yeah, and I thought, good for you, girl. Did you go? No. No, I didn't have any bloody money. But I did think, well, good for you. You, I, I thought, oh, you actually are gay. Okay, mm. point one. And point two. You're proud of I'm it? I'm so glad that you're expressing yourself and I mm. would love to have seen the show. But, mm. but no, there's still a lot of homophobia at school, even though there are, are kids who are out. Um, would you say there's more kids now than when we were at school? Who are out. Yeah, that are out. Like yeah, it's, definitely. It's, and it's, so it's more accepted but it's still not at the point where it should be. People still use it as a, um, a slur, as Louis would say. Zesty. And yeah, well, definitely. He reckons zesty is a slur. If people are calling you zesty, it's not a good thing. Hmm. But then I think some other kids are like very um, pr- out and proud as well. So there's, there is that positivity. They definitely had a um, diversity club at school, which they loved. Hmm. Louis and Dali used to go to diversity club every Friday. What happens in diversity club? I don't know for sure. Is it uh, education or is it like because the kids want lunch, to go, so yeah. it doesn't sound like it's a dry educational no, thing? No, it's lunchtime, Friday. There's a particular teacher that they loved who was there in a classroom. Uh, I guess everyone was just invited to come and be diverse. I mm. don't know, chat if you wanted to, maybe, I don't know, I think escape the schoolyard. It was yes. just a place you could come and... Have or, open conversations yeah, about come and have your lunch. Whatever it is you needed to have a discussion about. Certain, I, th- I guess it just attracted certain individuals who could all come in there together that one day a week and have your lunch and just be in that environment. And there was someone there if anyone did want to chat about anything in particular. Who was this particular teacher? You know what I mean? How great! Yeah, and they would do. Did things. a lot of the kids go? Like was it? Yeah. Well, they said, yeah, they they went and a couple of their friends went, and um, I think it was pretty well attended. And they yeah. used to do things like um, they had a. They fundraised. I don't know what for, but mm. I know I had to bake twice. Yeah, great. For Diversity Club. So, yeah, I'm just saying, can we please claim Zesty? A, because it's a fun word. Yeah. And B, because I've always been camp and I've always loved being camp and I've loved being called camp. And when a gay man calls me camp and goes, oh, God, you're camp. Oh, you're camp. It, nothing makes me happier in the world than that. And so, so camp is like show busy, isn't it? It's like glitzy and you're over the top, right? Like It's in- just like camp. It's just like kind of just gay acting, I think, because that's what Louis says zesty is. And I'm like, well, then I'm zesty as fuck. What are you talking about? And he goes, oh, no, you know. I said, well, don't. Well, I'm gay acting, you know, and, and, and as I'm saying it, I'm doing what I'm doing to you right now. I'm swinging my wrists yeah. around. I'm clutching my pearls. My voice is going up and I'm saying, Louis, mm. I am zesty. Lots of fun. And he's got lots of vibrance. God, you can be zesty if you want, Mum. Just keep it down. Yeah. I'm going. Come on, it's fun. Yeah, but just you just this is the whole, gay used to be a bad word too. You just got to reclaim these words. Let's all be zesty. Mm. Ooh, you zesty girl. So because gay, I don't know when it was like 50 years ago was to describe someone being happy. Yes, originally, and then right? I guess people then. So when did gay move from like obviously zesty's now become that but like when did gay move into gay being gay? I think gay was like with a wink. Oh, he's gay. Right. So it, as in he's he's my mum used to say he's a happy chappy. Yeah. Meaning poof. Yeah. You know. Um. But that was when you know when I was young she was a bit homophobic and then of course not not hateful but she would say things like that. Oh, he's a happy chappy that one. But then. She had a gay guy work with her, and oh my god, they just became best friends, and that was that. That mm. was the turning point because I mean she's zesty as fuck. Let's be honest. Oh yeah. Oh my cross. Totally. Oh, it's one of those things, isn't it? When you think you hate a certain kind of person, and then usually all it takes is for you to actually be around them, be around them, mm, and realize you have a lot in common, and realize that human beings are human beings, yeah. and uh, you can't hate 
people that you know. You can't, you know, you, you know, it's hard to hate a group of people when you're standing there with an individual. Mm. Well, I like Kevin, so I must like gay yeah, people. Yeah, it turns out, yeah. <laughs> they mustn't be that bad. I can't hate all gay people. <laughs> My dad decided he loved Indian people when Indian guys started driving cabs for him. Next minute he's at fucking Indian weddings and this is the most racist dude. I was like, yeah. God, you're the worst racist. You're shit house at racism. <laughs> <laughs> you used to hate Indians and now you're going to a fucking wedding with an elephant at it. Like, yeah. what are you on? He's like, oh, yeah, but I don't like Pakistanis. Oh, fuck off. You would not know the difference. <laughs> you're just saying that because an Indian bloke told you that. Wild. Well, get zesty, mate. Oh, couldn't be any zestier. 45 why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Secrets and sparkles. <gasps> chin chin. Chin chin. Oh, if boy. you've got a secret and you are brave enough to share it on the podcast, all you have to do is go to the link in the bio of this podcast or go to Michelle's Instagram page. Just search at Michelle underscore Laurie. Do, reflecting back on last year, 2023. Oh, boy. It was a, it was a rough one, wasn't it? A rough one? Yeah, like, it was as in the year, one. it was yeah, rough? Yeah. No, no not, it wasn't like a COVID year, though. Bloody no, hell. that's true. But it wasn't like, it was a full on year. Like a lot of celebrity. Going fast? Yes. But a lot of celebrity breakups, a lot of upheaval around the place, yeah. um, a lot of fight. Obviously, we've, we're in our, you know, cost of living crisis. Yeah. There's a lot going on. But I feel on. like that's starting to wind out now. God, like, from your lips to God's ears, I hope so. Yeah. Well, these things are only a moment in time, right? They don't yeah. last forever. So that's we've true. been in it for a while now. It's been since, what, March 2023. Mm. So hopefully yep, yep. we are uh, on the... Upward trend. I hope so. The American election is going to be fascinating. Donald Trump could be president and in jail in 24. Like, it's an interesting time. Isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. All right, well, let's get into this. Oh, what I was going to ask you, though, do you have a favourite secret? Is there something when I say to your secrets of 2023? Oh, is there one that stands out? Do you go, is, is it Mr. Undies? Is it? That's your one. You always bring that one up. I mean, it is pretty amazing. Um, that, that was maybe the one, the guy stealing the undies from the gym was maybe one that really kicked us off. I think it kicked us up into a new gear. Us and our listeners, and it really opened the gate and said to our listeners, Go for it. Fucking go for it. Like, seriously, <laughs> we are open to all colours. Yeah, and I can't wait for it to get bigger because yeah. I feel like the more international we get, you know. Oh, well, that's been. Remember, we had the, the, the guy that was banging in the back of a pickup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hasn't that been a joy to hear from our international listeners? 
who have really um, integrated some things into their vocabs, yeah. like rooting. All right, let's get into our first secret for today. My best friend um, was a nurse. She had six-month-old twins. I didn't have any children. She was doing night shift. I said that I would um, look after her twins while she had a sleep for the day. Took them back to my house. All was good. Um, I just quickly ran to the laundry, put some clothes in the basket, came back. One of them is literally turning blue. I couldn't work out why. I um, had fake fingernails, so I'm scratching down the back of his throat and pull out this big thread of carpet. Absolutely no idea where it came from. Oh, yeah. He's bleeding down the throat. I'm crying and his other brother's screaming. I was a nervous wreck. I nearly killed this child. I just put them into the car, drove around all afternoon, never said a word. Oh, my God. It still traumatises me to this day. Oh, Dals, welcome to parenthood. I mean, look, don't think of it as I nearly killed this child. Think of it as I saved this child's life. Yeah. That is, when I hear that though, that's what freaks me out about having kids because Mm. I could not handle that situation if that went badly. Of course. But it went. That's where my brain brain spins out into. Yeah, I know. But I mean, that's why you supervise them all the time. And she did. She darted away for a second and she was back in time. You have to think of the positives because this shit happens when you have kids. It really does. It's like, yeah, if you think about what could have happened all the time, you'll you'll go mad. But it it happens. A friend of mine, his um, son, I think it was, it was years ago, but his son in his first week at school choked on Lego. Mm. And the teacher, you know, yanked it out of his throat. And this guy said to me, all I could think about was how many times he's been alone in his bedroom with Lego. Yeah. You know? And I was like, fuck, I never thought about that because this kid's five or six by that stage he said yeah i mean that could have happened when he was alone and, yeah but you can't think about these things you just got to think well thank god um you know his teacher was there and she, he didn't choke to death we had uh friends of ours that were they were having a barbecue uh, up on the gold coast and the pool didn't have a fence around it at the time and they were inside doing the salad oh, part of the uh, you know getting the salads ready mm. and then when they came out, um, their kid was face down in the water. Oh Jesus! And didn't survive. Oh my God! Yeah, and uh, that was their only child. That's why I bashed my pool in. It's that I couldn't live with. Oh my God! And those people, it wasn't their house, no. so they they were over at our friend's house, and mm. our friends had to move house because there were so many like absolutely you know, memories in that house. Yes, and, yeah, just. Well, that's why I yeah, got that's... rid of my pool, honestly, because I was, I, I'll never forget reading a story. I was there at home with my two little kids. We had a fence, but I read a story about a lady who had two toddlers and while she was changing one baby's nappy, the other one went out, dragged a piece of furniture over mm. to the gate, mm. climbed the gate and drowned in mm. the time that she was changing a nappy. And that's what these people said as well. The time that they were inside, yes. it was like a two or three minute window. Yep. And within that two or three minute window, that's when the kid drowned. Oh, God. I know, I know, I know. Look, that is, yeah, that's parenthood. I mean, sometimes you wonder how any of us survive. There's <laughs> So, so well, many yeah. dangers. You have to, yeah. Carpet in the throat. Yeah. Fuck. Can I tell you a funny story to get us out of this horrible place? I mean, I hope it's funny and I hope Donna doesn't mind. Um, there's a setup for you. We, Donna and I, my best friend Don Don's, we were at a play centre. So when you've got little kids, you spend a lot of time at play centres because it's indoors. So it doesn't matter if it's, you can book a date together way in advance. doesn't matter if it's raining. doesn't matter if it's too hot. They've got coffee. They've got food. Mm. They've got toilets. They've got everything you need for kids and everything. 
So Donna and I spent years in play centres, right, and uh, with various other friends. And one time she and I were sitting on these, like, bolsters and Joseph, her youngest baby, baby Joseph, who is now 10, just turned 10, um, but he was a baby at this stage. He was still crawling and he was in this, like, area and we were sitting on the bolsters that kept that area secure. And he's crawling around with these other babies and... um so we were sitting quite close to him and we were chatting away, chatting, 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 drinking our coffees. And this other mums said, said, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And we looked over and they go, is this your baby? And Donna goes, yes, that's my baby. And they go, um, he's chewing on something. Donna goes over and she picks up baby Joseph. She goes, what, what's, what have you got in your mouth? What have you got in your mouth? And she puts her finger in his mouth and she pulls out a Band-Aid. Oh! Fuck. It gets better. Oh, no. She pulls him over and she sits down next to me and she's so red and she goes, it's Band-Aid. And I went, oh, my God. And she goes, he didn't have a Band-Aid on when we got here. Oh, <laughs> no. Some other dirty kid's Band-Aid. That's fucking gross. Oh, it's been sitting on like a pussy little pup. Oh, he was oh. fine. I kept saying, he's fine. She's going, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. Oh, my God. I wasn't even watching him. And some other mum had to say he was chewing on something. <laughs> and it's not even. Oh. I was like, he's fine. Look, it's fine. Oh, no. But he didn't choke on it, Donna. Ugh. It's fine. <laughs> God. How do you file <sighs> the hero? The hero. You're a hero, baby. I'm saying I love it. And please, 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 I'm saying don't tell his mum ever, but you've, you saved that baby's life. You've got to focus on that. All right, let's get into our next secret. Hi, I love your podcast. You guys are great. Thank you. I was listening to uh, the secrets the other day and there was that secret that the lady said about leaving the little kid in the house when she got a fright and you all totally agreed that no mother – it was because it was someone else's child that she did that and had that reaction. Well, I beg to differ because I am that mother that did that to my child. We had an above-ground swimming pool in the backyard and we lived on a farm. So the rule was that if you wanted to swim, you had to come and get me and we'd go and make sure that there were no snakes. And I have a morbid fear of snakes, morbid, morbid, terrifying fear of snakes, burn the house down, crash the car <laughs> kind of snake, as fear of snakes. <laughs> yeah. So I, we went out the back door. The There was this long, massive, big brown snake lying across the pathway. <sighs> and I grabbed for my son, ran up the back st steps, slammed the door, started screaming, where are you, where are you, where are you? And then I hear this tapping on the door <laughs> and my son was um, shut between the back door and the screen door. God love him. He was only a little fella then. He had his little towel and his little swimmers stuck between the door. Um, tapping, saying, Mummy, I'm out here. He was knocking on the door. <laughs> and to add insult to injury, when I had wildly grabbed for him, I had scratched all his little tummy oh. with my fingernails. So, yep, mother of the year, no, not oh, this cheeky girl. You did okay. You didn't leave him near the snake. I mean, at least you got him up the steps, up the veranda. <laughs> 
But then what? He was caught between the door and the screen yeah, door. Yeah, he was only little. Yeah. <laughs> he was the size of a moth, this kid. He was very, very small in his bathers. Yeah. Oh, you did all right. Yeah. That's not too bad. I know. I don't know how you lived somewhere where you had to check for snakes if you've got that bigger fear of snakes. What a warrior woman. Yeah. I don't have that big a fear of snakes, but I don't want to run into one. I certainly don't want to have to check for them when my kids want to go for a swim. Jesus I feel like she lives Christ. in Queensland or somewhere like that, you know, northern Queensland totally. on a big property. Yeah, or, you know, there's snakes everywhere. There's snakes around Altona where I live. Okay. There are snakes, bloody, mate, we're hard. <laughs> for those of you listening overseas, everything you've heard is bloody true. They do make it out like we've got snakes everywhere all the time. <laughs> and I don't feel like we have them as much as, you know, what's the? Is, I think it's the new NCIS that they're filming in Sydney. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, and it's got like... Snakes in it? Snakes in it, all in all the promos. <laughs> and it's like, you mean Sydney? There's no snakes. I can't believe... I was remember chatting to this young bloke once in London. I went to do a radio interview there when I was like there for a book launch. Like so book I wrote was selling there. And so rocked up to a radio station and... This young guy, it would have been like you, Matthew. He was like, say, your age, a young, urbane guy like you. He's there to let me in. He's the producer. We're chatting away. And he's honestly saying to me, I'd love to come to Australia, but I'm just too scared of the snakes and spiders. I'm like, dude, are you joking? I said, I've... I don't think I've ever seen a snake. I saw one once in the middle of a road dying. The poor thing had been hit by a car. Like... I'm sure they're around. Australia I'm not the, Zoo. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them in zoos, but I mean, mm. I'm not the most observant person in the world, so I'm I'm sure I've walked past them, but I like they're, they're not everywhere. No, we? I just don't think where we live because we live in like the cities. I think maybe they maybe are in Altona. Out in the country. They are on the beach in Altona and that. Like I see them on Facebook, but I've <laughs> never. There are signs around saying there are there are snakes here. You know, watch your dog. Don't go off the path, sort of thing. Yeah. Mm. But, I mean, not enough for a young guy from London to not come to Australia yeah. on a holiday. It's like, yeah. mate, we'll keep you safe. Mm. <laughs> it's okay. How do you file it? Oh, gosh. Um, perfectly understandable. Yeah. You kept the little one safe, doll. You're mm. all right. All right. Here's our next secret. Hey, everyone. Uh, really love the show. When I was about 16 in high school, it was an all-girls school, so a little bit bitchy. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a new girl come into my group of friends. I can't remember if she was new to the school or just new to the group, but she came in and she was incredibly mean to me and she would encourage the other girls to be mean to me as well. And progressively, I just felt myself losing my friends because of this girl who was just such a bitch. I ended up going to the head of our grade and telling them that she was bullying me. I guess she was, but probably not to the extent that I said that she was. I was a goody two shoes. I was well liked by all the teachers. So no one even questioned my story when they pulled her up in front of the principal's office. Found out the next day then as she stood in front of everybody and got really angry and upset that they had threatened her with suspension. She pointed the finger at me, but then I managed to talk my way out of it and she didn't know that it was me, but she was so angry and she was so upset that her mum actually pulled her from the school. So I got to keep my friends to year 12 and I cried when she left and she never knew that it was me that got her in trouble. Boom. Brilliant. Yeah. God, there's nothing like a girl's school to teach you those skills. Resilience? No. Manipulation. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> right. real the dark arts. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's I can tell another Catholic schoolgirl from mm. bloody miles. There's the we're not to be trifled with. The um the very subtle uh oh, the, the the psychological warfare. The 
Oh boy, yeah. Then this one. Where, got okay, mad I've skills. got to ask though. Where does that come from? And, and it comes from women. It comes from being being locked up with women, and that's their they're our um, tools. They're and, and our men weapons. can be very manipulative too. But why do not the like, same? I, yeah. So why? What is it that women? Uh, what, what are they doing? We're just we're just more skillful intellectually. We're yeah. just like. You know, there's that meme you see that says, um, men, when a woman starts laughing in the middle of an argument. You're fucked. You're fucked. Oh, you're fucked. You are yeah. so fucked. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's that, you know, how we can kind of run you, run circles around you. We can tie you up and <laughs> yeah. tie a bow without you even knowing. Totally. It's like that interrogation, that courtroom kind of just kind of get you to say enough things where then we can dart back and go, but hold on a minute. I thought you said the other thing a minute ago. So how can it be both? Yeah. Boom! Yeah. We were at drinks, Matt, uh, up in Sydney, and I think at one point of the drinks I had to ask Michelle, are you, um, are you manipulating me <laughs> at some point? And she, what, goes, what she, goes, she goes, no. I wasn't. I didn't no. even know. Remember how I had to ask you, though? Yeah. But I was that drunk. I mean, how could no, I? No, but, you know, I just had to ask the question. That, sound, that sounds it, sus-ass. What's the context? I know, doesn't it? <laughs> it does sound worse. He just gets no, fearful. My, I do get fearful. Yeah, well done. But because I know this though about yep. about your kind. Yeah. That you're all you're sharper, right? Yeah, and we I are just sharp. Did, I just know you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I yeah. Th- I think hang on, have have, I, have there been no. have there been bullets going past this brain of no. mine that I haven't even picked up on? I use my skills for good instead of evil, but unless mm. unless I am unless I've been attacked mm. and then I will come out, you know. You'll send some bullets this way. Guns blow. Yeah. Guns blazing. <laughs> It'll be like the Matrix. Yeah, well, yeah, a bit. I'll just have to like, yeah, lean back and let the. I don't even know if it's the Matrix. What's a movie? <laughs> what's a movie where a person realizes that they're? Um, I don't think I'd ever. I don't think I'd ever know. That's the girl. thing. I don't no, think I'd pick up on. That's it. what I'm going to say. No, you wouldn't pick go up on, on it until until the very last moment of the movie where you look up and high oh, and you see right. high up on a far distant cliff top. There's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's that movie? Oh fuck knows. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. <laughs> so I was actually asking you, and I thought we had that relationship where I could actually ask you mid-conversation, yes. hang on, <laughs> it am I in it? Yeah. No, I, but, no but that's what I'm never going to know, right? No. So but, I want to, before I see the cliff top, yeah. I want to say, so every now and then during a conversation. Does sound sus. I want to know what we were talking about We weren't now, talking though. about anything bad. But so why would I be manipulating you about- I think we were just talking about how, I think we were having this conversation about how men and women- Right, you yes, know, yes, yes. Men are so easy to get oh, around, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And so I was like, yeah, great. So am I? Like, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was more about that. Yeah, yeah. But there is- Sorry, it does sound really bad. It do- no, no, but I understand what you're saying. So it was a more global kind of- Catholic girls' schools do like equip you with some pretty- Vicious skills like mm. this one that she's describing. Well, you do. And are, get, they, are they useful? Yeah, yeah. Well, like she said, I mean, you know, she was, she was had been targeted. She, this other girl, had tried to take everything from her. And the thing about these skills, I don't know what they're called. I'm sure there's a word for these skills. Is that you can't see them coming. You never know who's got them. You never know when they're going to come out of somebody. It's not mm. like you you suddenly realize oh she's going to the gym a lot and she's lost a lot of weight and built up a lot of muscles she mm. maybe she's going to challenge me to a kickboxing match you can't see when suddenly somebody's just going to turn and pull out some crazy stunt mm. like that one like yeah. going to the principal or whatever she did some manipulative like and she's she's also used what everyone has thought about her always before she knows that everyone's going to believe her cuz yeah. she's a goody goody two shoes and yeah. 
There's some yeah. deep thoughts going on over there. Oh, yeah. And I get every one of them. I'm like, I get you, girl. Mm. And she may never use her skills again. I feel like she's going to. She might be what she they, sounds like someone that's going to. She might not. She might be what they call in America in crime circles. They call them a one and done killer. <laughs> that's when a ah. person murders once in their lives and never again. She might be one of those. Mm. How do you file? Perfectly understandable. Oh, don't say it like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I feel like I'm back in that zone again. <laughs> that's the other scary thing with understandable. you, which I love. Tell me. But you've got this lovely, always positive tone to your voice. <laughs> Even if you're saying something, mm. it's quite quite evil. <laughs> it's quite evil. Yeah, because you don't. You, 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 when people get angry, they, they, their voice changes, but mm. yours doesn't. Not mine. You just stay up on that level, <laughs> up in that happy, bouncy little level. No, that's not true. Anyone who's been in a relationship with me will tell you that's not Anyone. true. Yeah, I can. I can have my moments. I think that's perfectly understandable. This mm. this woman just defended herself. And she defended yeah. what was hers. Good on her. Yep, and good on her. All right, uh, this is our final secret. Earlier this year, my husband lost his job. Oh. We have two young kids and a mortgage. And with the high interest rates, I'm currently working three jobs. Oh, God. Um, at the moment, my father-in-law is really, really sick. And he probably won't make it to Easter. I can't wait for him to pass so that my husband can get his inheritance and pay off our house. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is brutal. It is brutal. Easter, that's not far away. Yeah. Well, that's the good news. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, life's brutal, isn't it? Life is brutal. Um, also, it's that sort of thing of, like, inheritances, why do they have to work that way? I wish the older man would say to your family, you guys look like you need some help. Have he, it now. He, yeah. So he, I can see you. Here's your inheritance. Yeah. yeah, but I can actually see you enjoying That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'd love to see you have some relief before I go. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'd be paranoid if, if, I, if I knew I had kids that were waiting on an inheritance. Yeah. I'd want to give it to them ASAP so they weren't wishing for my death. I know, because I definitely know there's something about people who know they've got a big inheritance coming to. Do you, yeah. Have you noticed that? You, in what way? In their personality? Like, yeah. Or, yeah. I, I definitely, like some people I know who just kind of float through their lives and never yeah. never yeah, worried yeah. about anything. Yeah. Um, like they never bother buying a house, for example, or, or going through any of that stress. Because they, they're going to get one. Yeah, because yeah. they know, like maybe they're an only child or there's only two of them and their mum's sitting in a $1.7 million house somewhere. And there's just a vibe. And yeah. these, are, these people I'm talking about are the kind of people who also tell you that or just tell you, Oh, you know, Mum's. I'll get, I'll get that, that house one day. And mm. there's a, sort of a vibe about inheritance. People like I've always known there was nothing to inherit in my family, so there's no inheritances. Well, see, I I know that I will be inheriting. Right. So do I have the vibe? No, you're the opposite. Because I, I know that I'll be inheriting like something. I you're the opposite. Finger, fingers crossed over here, guys. Right. I'm the opposite. You're the opposite. I seem really poor. You do, <laughs> but in a great way. No, you seem like a poor kid. In a, like I was a, a poor kid. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but my so it's my mum. Ah, right. So she met the remember the, she, that's right. She, she met the rich into, guy at the bank. That's right. So, she came into money so, much later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what's going on there. So I was going to say no. You're definitely the opposite. You're the hard worker. Like bought a place when you were very very young and all that stuff. Yeah. No, I'm talking about people who are you know in their 40s, mm. still renting, still like. Buying themselves Harley Davidsons and shit oh, yeah, because, yeah, like, yeah. they just like, ah, fuck, who cares? I'm not, I'm not gonna end up homeless. My grandmother, when she passed away, uh, well, she had a, a property in Sydney, mm. um, and had five kids. My dad being one of those kids, 
Uh, and my as my grandmother was dying in her last three, four years, mm. my cousin took care of her. Oh, this is where it gets tricky, yeah. So she did a lot of and she grew she lived with her for a long time. Yes. And my dad in the house. My dad, who's her son, mm. didn't really have much to do with his own mother that one, you know, mm. through her life. And then when, you know, she passed away and the inheritance got split up, the cousin who took care of her got the biggest chunk. Yes. As she should. Because she took care of her. Mm. She was there and she for lived her. There. Yeah, yeah. She was a part of her life. Mm. And of course, that well, that caused a court case. That caused oh, it no. was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. I, to see all of the kids go up against Which is another great reason to give wishes. it a, give it away while you're alive. So you can see what goes on. And so you can say. So you can say to people's faces. This is why they're getting it. This is what they're getting, and this is what you're getting, and this is why. Yeah, she's been my carer. Like, do you know what it's like to be a carer for a dying old lady? Let me tell you. And she's been it and she deserves it. And But I guess it's also a brutal thing that she ha- is having to say as well, which is like, and mm-hmm. you are my kid, but you have done a shit job of being my kid. That's it. Nobody wants to have that conversation. Who's, say- who's saying that bit? Especially when you're dying. Yeah, it's much easier to write that in a will and get your lawyer to say it when you're dead. <laughs> it sucks that people challenge wills though, doesn't it? That sucks. But I, I don't think that should be allowed. I well, don't think that should be allowed to challenge a will I unless agree. someone's mentally not stable. Absolutely. Unless you think something criminal has happened, someone's been taken advantage of, then absolutely not. But I saw a similar thing once. I saw a family, um, I was very, very, very much on the periphery, but I saw a family of daughters literally fight over the top of a dying woman about the house hmm. because one of the daughters had moved into the house with her children and the others were just absolutely dying to get their hands on the money once mm-hmm. the mum died and she was terminally ill and they were just basically saying to this other lady, you best get fucking packing because we want this on the market as soon as possible. And she was like, I'm living here with my kids. It's our home. Mm. We've been caring for her. And so, yeah, it was getting really nasty. And this lady's still alive and hearing it. I wonder what that does for the people, for the grieving process. Oh. Because you're so focused on this financial thing. Yeah. That the loss of the person. Yeah. It's almost a distraction. You I... know, like, and then I feel like they're going to get hit hard further down the track with grief. Yeah. I, I was kind of glad. Not that I, I never had the thought of an um, inheritance in my mind. But I never, so I never missed it. But I was kind of glad when my father died. To be honest, I was more worried that we were going to find a big debt somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So I was so relieved that we didn't. I was like, I was glad that there was no money to even talk about. I don't like talking about money particularly. I'd certainly glad I didn't have to talk about it with my family. And I was like, yeah, good. I'm glad we don't have to think about that. It's hard enough. It's all hard. But what kind of pressure is that on you, though? You know, you don't have an inheritance coming. What kind of pressure is that on you to make sure that these next 20 years or 15 years- Oh, yeah, 100% pressure. You nail. 100% pressure, but I've never known any different. So Mm. I don't, it's not something I ever think about. Sometimes I do, when I think about people I know, I think, gosh, that must be amazing. Wow. And especially if they're lazy shits, Mm. I think, fuck, wow. Well, okay. Mm. That's probably why, because you don't have to- work or, you know, worry about it really because you just know that, like, I'm not saying that about this lady who's who's rung us up, but I can understand that that's an awful situation to be in where I'm sure she doesn't want this guy to die, him specifically to die, 
but it represents relief from this crushing financial pressure that she is under. But that's so short term. Yeah. Well, don't you think it's so short term, really? But the pressure is really intense. It's intense. Yeah. It's just a shame that the father in law can't see that and release the funds now so that they can then separate it Hmm. from his death. God, how awful, awful, awful. I understand. Um, Am I going to say perfectly understandable? Probably not. Also, on inheritance, mm. let's say he passes away in, in East, at around the Easter period. Yeah, I hope there's no nasty surprises. Well, how long does an inheritance take to actually roll out? Because isn't it? It's not like it's not going to be there on you know Easter Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's got to be months or even up to a year before that money hits your bank account. I'm just guessing. I don't. I, I can't imagine it. Like, well, he's dead. Let's yeah. get that money in the account. I feel like there's got to be a process. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, because usually I, usually there's houses to sell and stuff to do, hey? Oh, God. I don't mm. know. But I can just hear the pressure in her voice, this poor lady. Good luck. I'm not going to say good luck, you're fucked. I don't know how to – I feel so much for you. I really do. I understand the pressure. I do. I do. I don't understand. I feel like almost the inheritance is adding pressure to you, though. And the economy – is like we said earlier, it it's a it's a it's, it's a, a moment in time, yeah. So we're not going to be in this zone. It's a cycle. It will forever. pick up because I feel like yeah, the knowledge of this inheritance is actually adding pressure to your life. It can't be doing good things for your relationship. One thing. Well, uh, that is it for today's episode. If you have a secret and you want to share it on the podcast, all you have to do is go to the link in the bio, or you can go to Michelle's Instagram page at Michelle underscore Laurie. You can also join our closed Facebook group as well. Uh, just search Can We Be Real on Facebook. And we'll invite you in there. And don't forget, you can invite friends into that group as well that you think would enjoy the podcast. You can definitely get in there and ask advice about things. There's uh, some very firm opinions in there. Are they? Yeah, Yeah. they're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we will see you next Tuesday. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.